Welcome to the Bumpaholics Podcast. The Bumpaholics Podcast serves our community by providing education on fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, lactation, and parenthood. The overall mission is to support expecting parents so they can be more well-rounded and empowered to make informed parental decisions in their journey through parenthood. Welcome to Afternoon Tea with KCWM. So I am Brittany. I'm Madison. Today we're going to talk about the upcoming enrichment with Keeping Community Women's Ministry, KC Women's Ministry, KCWM. Um, So that enrichment today, uh, well, it's actually going to be next Thursday. It's um, about the NICU. It's Um, what you can expect in the NICU and the training is actually going to be given by a NICU nurse. So um, it's going to be pretty awesome. Uh, I am so excited for it. It's going to be phenomenal. I'm really excited too, because there are so many questions about the NICU. So many, you know, and it's not something you want to think about. You don't want to think about having to go to the NICU especially when you're pregnant and having a baby. And as doulas, you know, it's heartbreaking to have to think that we have to go to the NICU for any reason at all, even if it's just a minor reason, such as the body temperature is not raising for whatever reason. Right, right, absolutely. Well, and there's so many unknowns too about what constitutes a NICU visit. Like, you know, we all talk about a happy and healthy baby and, and mom after birth, but, um, Sometimes we end up with babies going to NICU for even just a day. And we're kind of like, wait a minute, I thought everything was healthy. What's going on? Why, why do they need to go to the NICU rather than just have a little bit more intensive care with mom? And um, so I'm excited to learn about everything, but especially kind of what constitutes the need to go to the NICU versus staying with mom. Right. Why do they need to go? Hey, sorry, I've got my kids down here and they're, they're playing around. But <laughs> girls, let's stay over on that side, okay? And let's stay as quiet as we can. <laughs> it's also nap time upstairs. So it's like, where do I yeah. send them? Because <laughs> I don't totally want them to struggle. Yeah. You know, I don't want them to wake up the babies and then, you know, we're doing work. So, <laughs> right. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. So a little bit about myself. I'm Brittany. I have a bachelor's of science in health education from Truman State University, and I am a certified birth and bereavement doula through Stillbirth Day. I also volunteer with KC Women's Ministry. So how about you? Um, I'm Madison. I am also a certified birth and bereavement doula through Stillbirth Day. And I think that part of the reason that this enrichment is, is so special to you and I, especially, and, and anyone who's gone through the bereavement training is that's the first time anyone's ever touched on the NICU in any of my training. Right. Um, it was definitely yeah. the first time I'd seen anything about it. Yeah. Um, I also have an associate's degree in liberal arts from Johnson County community college. Um, and I'm a postpartum doula and, um, baby wearing educator as well as the birth and, and um, bereavement. Um, yeah. so I also volunteer with keeping community women's ministry and, um, on the directors and all of that good stuff. So we are. Yes. So our workshop, it is next Thursday, which is the 18th, I believe. I believe. Yep. 18th of February. Um, the workshop is going to be offered both live 
um, like virtually and in person. So I think we're still working on a location or did we settle on um, Kristen's hotel? Lobby? I, I don't remember. I think okay. we're still working on it, but the goal is to have a location for um, in person. Yes. So yeah. I, I love the in-person ones, even though, even through COVID having to wear a mask, you know, that in-person really helps me make sure I have a good community. And, you know, I'm a people person. I like to talk to people and not just talk to people because you can do that through zoom like we're doing now, but I like that interaction of complete face-to-face. -face. <laughs> so absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You know, taking every COVID precaution that we can and still being able to have I mean, we're social human beings. Being able to to be able to have that interaction is is wonderful. And and for me personally, I feel like I get so much more from being there in person because there's fewer distractions. When I'm at home, you know, I've got my dog running around, or I've got you know roommates trying to watch TV. You've got kiddos at home, yeah. um, you know. So for <laughs> me personally, it's it's really nice to be able to go in person. So. I feel very lucky that we are able to offer both virtual and in-person options for all of our workshops at this time. Um, so as soon as we get a location nailed down for that, we will be posting about where it's going to be happening. Um, but we are so excited to have um, a NICU nurse. Her name is Jasmine Brown. Um, she is an RN. She has been um, in the NICU for about a year and a half. She graduated with her bachelor's of science of nursing, um, at MNU and she works at, um, OPR in, um, Oakland Park, Kansas. Olathe. Olathe. Sorry. Yeah. OPR in Olathe. So, you oh. know, she's, she's been in the field for a while. She knows what she's talking about. Um, so she's going to be a really good resource for us. Um, should any of our clients or, um, any of, our non-clients really, because we want this to be open to not just doulas and the ministry, but this is a community-based, you know, we want to educate the whole community about the NICU so that we can take some of that fear away. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, speaking of both sides of it is, is one of the things that we as an organization really try and, and appeal to both the people we're serving as well as our members um, right. Every enrichment that we do, we try and find an, an element for our doulas as well as for the community. Um, and this one, especially, I'm super excited that we're going to be able to um, talk not only to the community, but also to doulas. And um, one thing I mentioned earlier is like this, you know, our, our bereavement training was the first time Nikki was ever brought up, um, you know, in our, our training as doulas and um, birth and postpartum and, and all of that. It's not really touched on. No, um, it's not. And, you know, just scrolling through Facebook and the random, you know, in, in the groups that I'm in, um, you know, moms who have that NICU experience, you know, they band together, they support each other. But when you first start out, it's terrifying. You know, they're sending out questions on what does this mean? Who can I ask these questions from? And, you know, who do I get support from? You know, how yeah. long is my baby going to be here? Right. Absolutely. I mean, as a parent, you try and do everything that you can during pregnancy and delivery to avoid a NICU stay, but sometimes it's inevitable. Sometimes there's something going on and, and maybe, you know, beforehand that baby's probably going to spend some time in the NICU. Maybe it might yeah. be a surprise. Um, but either way, I think it's a very important element to, 
um, prepare just in case that happens of what, what can you be doing ahead of time? And that's something yeah. that um, Jasmine's going to touch on is how can we as parents who are expecting just be aware and just be knowledgeable and, and not necessarily plan for a NICU stay unless we know that that's going to happen, but just being aware of what might happen so that we're not taken so much by surprise. It's hard enough to know that our child's suffering and has to go to the NICU and um, is, is going through all these different things, but what does that actually look like? What does that mean? Um, and then the flip side for us as doulas, if we have clients that are either planning on a NICU stay or it is a surprise, how can we support them? Um, right. you know, what's our role in that? Yeah. And, and how can we help them ahead of time? How can we help them in the moment? Um, you know, the, the NICU, because it is an ICU unit is very mm -hmm. locked down. So who's allowed to go back there? How can we support, um, parents virtually? How, how does our role fit? Um, right. and especially in the time of COVID. Right. And does our role even really you know, go through that? You know, as a, as a birth doula, do we continue on and support while in the hospital, in the NICU, or is our function done? And maybe we find someone to pass it off to. And I don't yeah. say pass it off as in I'm done with you. It's, you know, do I have someone more knowledgeable? Is there a, a bereavement doula right. or someone who focuses? Uh, is there a NICU doula? I don't know that that's a thing, but is there, is there know. such a thing? Can we create such a thing? You know, is there someone who can help walk me through this or at least just sit with me? And maybe that, maybe that looks like a postpartum doula. Yeah. That's what I was just thinking that, that even, um, you know, having gone through my postpartum training, we don't really talk about, we talk about how to support, um, premature babies once they come home. Um, but we never really touched on how to support the family in the hospital, um, yeah. while they're enduring a, a NICU stay other than, um, allowing the parents holding that space for kind of some processing. Um, but other than that, we didn't really talk about how we can fully support in whatever that way that looks like, you know, bringing meals at home, um, you know, keeping someone company, you know, who can go to the NICU at a time, what, what breastfeeding looks like in the NICU. Right. Um, breastfeeding I mean, I've, heard, one. I've heard so many, um, trying to think of the right word, uh, conflicting, conflicting information about what breastfeeding looks like in the NICU, because, you know, breastfeeding, it's hard to tell how much baby is getting. And they right. really like to know exactly how much is going in so that they can monitor baby's weight and um, their gain and, and all of that. So what does breastfeeding look like? What does bottle and formula and how does that all play into baby's feeding, especially if baby's needing a, a feeding tube or an alternate way oh, of yeah. feeding? And, you know, how can we support that? Yeah. And, and what's that look like for, for the family when they go home? You know, if, if all that baby's known is a bottle or a feeding tube, is that baby going to be able to transition to breastfeeding? Right. These are valid questions for families to be asking before, during, and after. Hopefully we talk about it before so that we can put a plan in place. Um, yeah. But, you know, they, they definitely prefer being able to measure that milk. You know, is there a yeah. way that that we can either say, hey, uh, let's do a bottle for X number of times. And then I want to breastfeed minimum of two times a day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, is that an option? 
can yeah. we, can we work through that? Or is there a way maybe, you know, to weigh baby before feeding and then immediately after to see right. um, how many ounces they've, they gained just from the feeding. Is there a way to convert that into maybe how much milk they took in? Um, yeah you know, things like that and, and how viable those options actually are in the hustle and bustle of the NICU. Um, and I'm sure a lot of it depends on, on how baby's condition is, but knowing what our options are and being able to prepare our clients and, and as a parent, prepare yourself to be able to ask these questions and know you have those options if they exist. Yeah. Um, and, and know what questions to ask. You know, that's mm-hmm. always something that we talk about with birth. You don't know what questions to ask if you don't know where to go from there, that you even have questions that you can ask. Yes. So, yeah. Absolutely. You don't know what you don't know. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the reasons that this enrichment is so important. And I'm so excited for it because, um, again, as doulas, you're exactly right. One of the things that we do is what questions can you be asking what's something that maybe you hadn't thought of before and not having exposure ourselves as doulas, we're like, I don't know what questions to ask because I've never experienced this before. Yeah. I mean, I know some questions that I would ask, but I don't know if they're valid questions. You know, if, exactly. if what I'm asking makes sense to ask, you right. know? Right. Um, Absolutely. Is it, is it even a viable option if I ask this or am I immediately going to get shut down? Cause that's not even something that we can do. Right. Right. And, you know, I don't want to put a hope in the parent so that, you know, oh, well, let's see if we can breastfeed two times or one time a day and, and bottle feed the rest. You know, I don't want to give the parent that hope and then have that not be the case, you know, have that in some way, (laughs) but it's it's definitely a gap in our knowledge base and in the care that families are receiving because OBs don't prepare you for that either. Um, and I'm not sure how many midwives prepare you for that. And it's not that it's a, it's bad, so to speak. You know, it's not that any of us are downplaying the role that we all play. It's, it's a gap in all of our knowledge and right. all of our way that we care and provide support to our families. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, it, it, it spans so greatly and I, I feel like we've touched on this pretty well already, but from, you know, prior to birth into the postpartum, I mean, no matter what kind of care you provide as a doula or a newborn care specialist or a lactation consultant or counselor, or, you know, whoever you are, whatever you're doing, this is such an important topic because it affects every single piece of this puzzle. Um, emotionally, physically, feeding, sleeping, everything's different. Um, you know, we talk in postpartum about adjusted age. Well, how does the NICU play into that if baby was born premature? Um, how does this affect parents' well-being after baby comes home? Um, you know, I, I personally had a client that everything was great for nearly 12 hours after birth. And then all of a sudden they had to be transferred to the NICU. Um, right as they were getting ready to go home and oh had to spend gosh. a day or two in the NICU. Um, and when I came in for postpartum, I didn't know how to support them. Um, you know, I, I held that space and I la- allowed them to vent and, and to share their experience. And they said that that was really helpful, but 
not understanding what they went through made it difficult for me to be there on an emotional level because I was just so in shock about what they went through that having that experience previously would have been so great. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I bet they were in just as much shock. You know, you said it was a sudden NICU stay. Mm -hmm. I mean, was there anything leading up to it that the, the hospital staff kind of maybe had a feeling of, Hey, we might have to go to the NICU. You know, was there something that they could have known or done as in the hospital staff, not the family family? they, They were at a birth center too. Oh, so they were at a birth center getting ready to go home. And, um, you know, this, this incident happened and I don't want to share too much for their, their privacy, but, um, you know, baby started having some complications. It came on really fast and, you know, that adds a level of, um, of trauma, you know, to it, to, to be ready to go home and then have to be transferred by hot, by ambulance to the hospital. And, um, you know, it's, it's something that is very difficult and, and having maybe that knowledge base of instead of, well, if they need to go to the NICU, then we transfer you of, okay, so here are the questions that you can ask. Here's the NICU that we're going to go to. Here's the staff. If you have any questions, what are some questions you can ask just in case it happens? Um, you know, and I think that, that if we had been more prepared, um, they would have had those questions and maybe we could have saved some of that feeding difficulty that we then had when baby was home, reestablishing that latch and, and all of that good stuff. Cause they would have been prepared. I mean, it's all about preparation. <laughs> all good. <laughs> Just wait a little bit. Okay. <laughs> I know you're thirsty, but the baby's sleeping and I don't want you to accidentally wake her up. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it, <laughs> I've got another one back here, honey. Let's not play with this right this second, okay? Please, can we put it back away, please? It's really loud and crinkly. <laughs> so crinkly. <laughs> I love it. She's playing the so joys of a live video, right? <laughs> yeah, we're live. We're live right now. <laughs> it adds reality to what we're talking about, you know. It does. You know, I thankfully never had a NICU experience. Um, but also as a doula, I haven't had a NICU experience. I haven't had, um, any clients who've needed NICU. So again, that's, I'm, I'm thankful for that. I'm I'm so thankful that I haven't had, um, any of my clients have, have to have that kind of an experience. Um, but Abigail, I need you to stop carrying it around. (laughs) Um, but at the same time, like we just talked about, my knowledge is lacking when that does come it's going to be like i'm a brand new doula again (laughs) i think we have a leg up with our still birthday training absolutely you know all of chapter five is about the NICU it's about the machines abigail no more please i've asked you a couple times now (laughs) it's about you know it's about things that you might encounter in the NICU and, you know, something that we, we always avoid. It's about talking about the death, potential death of the baby who goes to NICU. And just because you go to NICU doesn't necessarily mean your infant no. is going to pass it. No. You know, a, a lot of babies who end up in the NICU aren't necessarily in a life or death situation. Right. Right. But they need help. Absolutely. So, yeah. And, and they're different. 
I'm excited to learn, you know, what constitutes yeah. the NICU stay. Cause you know, I think that there is that misunderstanding that, oh my gosh, baby's going to the NICU. This is life or death. And it's not always that case. Right. And something that people don't generally know, there are different levels of the NICU. I didn't know that until we read still birthday. I didn't either. I had no idea there are different levels of the NICU. So that's definitely something that I'm hoping Jasmine touches on. And if she doesn't yeah. touch on it, I want to talk to her about that. You know, which level are you at? What, um, what constitutes each level? Mm-hmm. And, you know, how, what's graduation mean? Yeah. We talk about graduating the NICU. Well, what's that mean? I know that means going home, but what are your requirements in order to graduate from the NICU? Right. Exactly. What's the average exactly. length of a stay at the NICU? Yeah. I, I, I'm excited for all of I am too. I'm really excited. So I've got a quote in front of me of Jasmine, um, something that she said, which kind of spoke to me, you know, she's, she's been in the NICU for a year and a half. It's a hard, hard, tough job. Oh my gosh. I can't even believe. I, I can't either. I can't imagine doing that job day in and day out and watching these babies day in and day out. You know, you'd, you'd probably have to protect yourself somehow Oh, or at least figure out some way to do some self-care. <laughs> yeah. Before, before I discovered labor and delivery, even when I was still pursuing going to nursing school, I was looking at working in um, pediatrics, but I really wanted to work with babies. And because nurseries aren't so popular anymore, I was really focusing on working in the NICU. Um, and then I had the opportunity to spend a week in the NICU, um, when I was in high school and Mm. it was, it was, it's rough. It is very difficult. And, um, you know, you absolutely have to protect yourself and, and take care of yourself as a nurse in that unit. Um, that it's, it's, it's difficult. It really is. Yeah. Well, her quote is, we try to help the most venerable population and support the family unit, the family unit at the same time, because the NICU is typically difficult for everyone involved. And, you know, that really speaks to me because, you know, the family is going to have a hard time. The baby is having a hard time. You know, the hospital staff has a hard time when they, they have a baby who has to go to the NICU and then the NICU staff, you know, we're, we're all people, we are all touched by this, this infant, this most precious piece of our society that we have been charged with caring for. So, you know, just the thought of NICU, I mean, it hits you in the feels. <laughs> it, it really does. It really does. It hits you. Um, you know, I mean, even thinking about extended family as well, you know, yes. you know, I have been very grateful that I've never had anyone close to me have to have a NICU stay. But I remember that one of my younger cousins was very sick when she was born. And um, she may have had to go to the NICU had, you know, things been a little different. And, um, you know, just thinking about being her cousin who, you know, was a little bit older and several states away, it it broke my heart knowing that she was sick. She wasn't even in the NICU. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I think that it's so true that it's difficult for everyone, you know, staff, babies, family, parents, siblings, everyone. And how can we support as doulas, everyone? How can we support as doulas, the nurses in the NICU, you know? And the doulas who have clients who have to go to the NICU, you know, support that. Absolutely. 
part of what's so important about KC Women's Ministry and our community. You know, we're able to support each other through these rougher times, you know, yeah. and, and help us all get through them. Talk through a scenario or a situation so that we can say, hey, this is what's happened. Did, did I did I support them correctly? You know, did I give them a valid question to ask? Yeah, you know, absolutely. We, well, I, it it takes a village. It yeah. does. It does take a village. And, you know, that's why that quote really spoke to me. It's because everyone who even hears about that baby. So even friends five down the five, five years down the line who hear about, oh yeah, your baby was in the NICU. They're going to be like, oh my gosh, I, was she okay? I mean, the baby's right here. Was she okay? Right. <laughs> you exactly. Know? You know, it's just you know, a it, response. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lifelong thing that, mm-hmm. um, you know, no matter how short or long or complicated this day was, it's, it's difficult. Even if you're only there for a few hours, it's difficult on everyone. <laughs> Someone's fussing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think, I think she's okay. They're a little close to the stairs, but okay. <laughs> it is definitely a difficult situation, but you know, our goal at the end of this enrichment is that doulas can confidently talk with their clients about what they can expect in the NICU. And you know, the other aspect of that, again, we support both doulas and the community. So we hope yeah. that parents also will have the knowledge that they can ask more pointed questions about what is happening. Stop your nurse, ask her those questions so that you can be comfortable in the decisions that are being made. You know, yeah. you are the parent, you get to make choices for your baby. And that's important for parents to know, even if they're in the NICU, you still decide what happens to your child. What they Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's something that people forget as well, or don't even realize, you know, you're in the hospital and you're obviously submitting to those who are more knowledgeable than you ask them those questions so that you can become knowledgeable enough to help make those decisions for your baby. Right. Absolutely. Informed decisions. Yes. Informed decisions. Everything should be a team effort. Um, yes. We, we don't ever want you to feel like you weren't as a parent, weren't involved in the decision-making for your child. Um, you know, whether it's, it's as simple as how baby gets fed to, you know, surgeries and treatments and all that kind of stuff. We want you to feel confident as a parent and being involved, um, and not like, Oh, I'm overstepping my, you're not overstepping. No, you're never overstepping. Ask those questions, be involved. Um, make sure that you're aware of your child's care. That's your right. It is your right. And ultimately that helps with your own mental stability and your own mental health moving down the line. You know, the last thing we want is for you to have those regrets of, I didn't ask this question. What if I had, and our decision to do this particular procedure would have been different. Yeah. So asking those questions is paramount. It's very important to, to make sure that you have the information you need so that you can make a fully informed decision. Absolutely. And that goes for all aspects of our life as parents. But all aspects, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. And that's, that's something doulas feel very passionate about. And we talk about all the time is that, yes. you, you know, ask the right questions, get involved. <laughs> and I think that when it comes to those more critical situations, a lot of times it can feel like the reins get a little bit 
further and further away from us and, and we're losing, losing control a little bit. And we want you to feel confident in having that control back and, and knowing that just because it's a little bit more of a critical situation doesn't mean that you're not as in control as before. Right. And, you know, we sound like a broken record sometimes because I know I say it all the time. Ask questions, make informed decisions. (laughs) But it is so true. You know, they might be the more knowledgeable party in what is happening. Right. That doesn't mean that you can't become more knowledgeable as well. Absolutely. So, you know, people ask, well, should I take the class? You know, I'm, I'm just a friend of this parent. Yes. Are you interested in it? Take the class, take this workshop and become knowledgeable. Are you a parent who's pregnant right now? Or are you, um, is your partner pregnant right now? Take the class. Yeah, absolutely. We are absolutely expecting a great outcome, you know, a healthy birth. I'm birthing at home and it's going to be great. And, you know, I've had no issues with my pregnancy. Should I take this class? definitely take the class. You know, there are so many people out there who are expecting a good outcome and not to, not to scare you or anything. That's not the goal of this at all. The goal is just to keep you informed so that you know what to expect so that you're not as scared going into the situation. Right. Um, But it's, it's a good class to take, whether you're expecting a, you know, because If you've taken a few of the tests, you might know that your baby could have a particular, you know, an issue that might send them to the NICU. And that's, that's totally fine. Let's take the class and let's get some more information. You know, what are the machines? There's so many machines that they hook up to babies. What are they? (laughs) That that in itself is terrifying. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And even if, you know, it does end up that everything is absolutely a okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you won't regret taking the class mm-hmm. because it, it, there's so much information that we're going to be getting, so much information that you can ask to receive. Um, that's going to be helpful just in your overall view of what healthcare looks like. Yeah. That you know, if you're taking this class just to be prepared and you never have to use the information, it doesn't mean it was a wasted class. So we highly encourage that, that you attend. Um, and I mean, this is some high class information that we're going to be receiving for a very reasonable price. So absolutely, highly encourage you to, (laughs) to come and join us. I'm so excited. <laughs> Me too. And, you know, if you want to do a little more research before you decide to purchase t- t- the tickets for the class, which are only $15, by the way, um, yeah. well worth it for a class that could potentially be listed for double, if not triple the price, um, go check out childbirthtogether.com. Um, her, she has a blog about this enrichment. So, um, this is actually Kristen Mason, one of our other directors and volunteer doulas with the ministry. Um, her website is childbirthtogether.com. And if you go into her blog under news and events, she has a post about Jasmine Brown, um, which also she mentions is her sister. Um, so, (laughs) you know, she talks about why it was important to her to put together this particular enrichment, how it came about, how she worked with her sister on creating this enrichment for us. Um, so it's a great resource for you to take a look at. And if you still have reservations, um, 
go check out stillbirthday.com or is it.org? I don't know. You know, I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know either. Um, but go check out Still Birthday and um, take a look at, at some of the NICU information that they have on the website. I can't pinpoint exactly where to go on the website because I don't have that in front of me, but go check that out. If you are interested in getting tickets, you can get your tickets today at kcwomensministry.org backslash workshops. And it's one of the very first workshops that comes up. We do have some others that are offered and we call these our enrichments. So if you just go to kcwomensministry.org um, and you click on events, click on enrichments, and that'll take you to that list as well. Uh, we use Eventbrite for all of these. So it's easier just to go to our website than to search Eventbrite. But if yeah. you do go, you can go to Eventbrite and look. But should you miss the live recording, um, whether you're virtual or in person, if you have signed up and purchased tickets through e through Eventbrite or our website, you will receive access to the recording for, up, for at least a month on our um, communal drive. Uh, you will have a a special link sent to you so that you can access the video. Um, and then after it comes down from there, we will put it up on Udemy for you to purchase again, and you'll have access to it for a year through Udemy. So, yeah. Yeah. So lots of different ways to access this class. So if you're interested, there's no reason that you can't attend in whatever way capacity that looks like. Um, right. But make sure that you get your tickets ahead of time because they are more expensive on Udemy. So. Yes, they are. They're gonna be $20 on Udemy instead of 15. So, because yeah. you know, Udemy takes a portion of the fees. And you know, keep in mind that a portion of your class cost goes toward the families that we support with the ministry. So, yeah. you know, you are birthing it forward at that point. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So All right. we're so excited. If you have any questions, you can let us know, but there's lots of information that you can look up um, and we're looking forward to seeing you guys next week. Yes. Thank you so much for sticking with us and watching the video. Um, yeah. If you like it, go check out our social media. We've got some YouTube. We are on Patreon now. So if you want to support us in any way, go check out Patreon. You'll have access to all our videos and podcasts at that point. And we love you guys. We'll see you yes, later. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for hanging out with us. We loved having you here. Don't forget to hit that like button because you know we deserve it. Leave a comment to let us know why. And since you enjoy this video so much, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel. While you're at it, click the notification icon so you're alerted to all of our future content. Your participation and constructive feedback helps us grow and shapes our community that you can be a part of. Be sure to follow us on all of our socials so you can stay in the loop for upcoming videos, live events, fundraisers, and Patreon goodies. As you know, the details will be found in the description below. Thanks for watching, and we can't wait to see you in our next video.